Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we are almost there, you guys. We're getting through this show. It's been a heck of a run so far. We'll see how this last hour goes. We've got the Dirt Alert with Holly. She'll be coming in. It's obviously Thursday, so Lori's Theories is coming up. And we've got some Hollywood news we got to talk about as well. Oh, my gosh. The Hollywood news. Channum Tatum. Channum sucking up to Lenny Kravitz on Instagram is just epic. Holly posted this <laughs> mm-hmm. for us. So Channum is dating... Zoe Kravitz, Lenny's daughter. Right. And Zoe maybe fell in love with Channum or in lust with Channum and his jockstrap while she was married to her French husband for a nanosecond. She was directing him in her directorial debut. We'll call it Kitty Island or Wussy Island. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, well yes. done. Well done. Wussy, swap it with a P. Right. And uh, that's she, he's in this movie. I mean, right. color me intrigued uh, how they will market it and do all the uh, when they do interviews. Right. You know, this is the thing when people have the provocative titles. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one to. So, you know, you're sitting in here. We're talking to so and so from their movie. It's like Poop's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to. We'll just call it Vag. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so so Channum, Channum is with Zoe Kravitz. And okay? they look so hot. They, they, they look really real hot. I'm very curious what happened because I really thought Zoe was in love with her guy. That guy she married? Yes. Maybe they because of COVID he was stuck in France and she was here. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. Listen, here's it's hard to be faithful in Hollywood. Well, especially when they it's go hard. away to camp. Yes, they go away to camp. I mean, camp, <laughs> you know, camp lasts for three to four months twice a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Know, there's just... Temptation Island. When you're mm-hmm. away at camp. Yes, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Camp is fun. Fun. Okay, so Lenny Kravitz last, like a couple days ago, and we posted this if you'd like to look at us. He posted on Instagram, uh, 237 p.m. good morning which see only in a rock star could get away with in the afternoon <laughs> calling it good morning all nighter in the studio last night three albums on the horizon going back in love and it's lenny in a leopard shirt sunglasses in his kitchen looks like he might be in his island place a couple of crosses and a shark tooth on and then abs and a Stone Cold V. Yep. With his jeans hanging very loosely. Yep. Did you like my description? Mm-hmm. Is the Stone Cold V the shirt or down below? No, down just, below. Yeah, the Stone this, Cold I know v. what you're He's talking beautiful. about. Right He's just there. Beautiful. So, anyway, but I think that's so funny because saying good morning, you know, because yeah. it is good morning. If yeah. you pulled an all nighter at 2 30, he's getting his coffee. Chanum in the, you know, respond on the thing. 
good God, man, what are you eating or what's in the water? The jeans, it's not natural. Do you just do abs like all day? That is the most suck up thing I've ever seen a guy write to a girl's dad. Yeah, never would I ever comment on Lily's dad's abs. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then Lenny wrote back, though. He's a good, cool guy. He said, dude. I'm just trying to get in the next magic mic. Any connections? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yes. that's funny. So let me great... save Chanum's loser embarrassing kind of moment. Moment. <laughs> yeah. Lenny is too cool to be like, he's like, I'm going to just school this guy real gentle right now. Right. You know, anyway, it's hilarious. And Chanum didn't respond. Um, but of course, you know, that was just that's an right. epic way for Lenny to. You know, help help a brother out because yes. he really seemed lame. A little bit. A little bit. A little desperate, yep. Okay, so um, that's posted for you. Jane Fonda is on the cover of Vogue Poland, Julia, for the October Courage this. issue. But listen, she's 84, and uh, the Why last not? time she was on the cover, or the very first time she was on the cover of Vogue was 1959. She was photographed by Irving Penn. And so what Holly posted is like the very first Jane. Yes. And then this uh, Vogue cover. Very fun. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you know, she's got an amazing outfit on and very stylish. And that's that's something. 62 years of being on Vogue. Yes, I would say. And it's a pretty cool cover. So that's posted for your pleasure. Uh, Leah Remini was on with Hoda. Did you by chance catch no, it? No, I didn't. Okay, so Leah Remini, she's kind of been doing a lot of um, interviews. She did an interview with the Daily Beast yesterday, okay. and she was asked about, um, um, they brought up uh, Laura Prepon and Scientology. Scientology, and um, and since Leah Remini left Scientology, she has been a thorn in the side of L. Ron Hubbard's cult. Yes, she has. And um, and she has waged a war against them with more power and dedication than Zeno directing his galactic confederacy when he takes, they take over the world, you know, yes. Scientology. Yes. But she really has been a warrior. She has been a warrior. About that. It's been and her mission, and they treated her so poorly, and when she finally woke up to it, she couldn't believe, believe it. how many years and how many dollars it, it, that she wasted. Yeah. So they were doing a Daily Beast Live, and they just asked her about Laura Prepron, and Leah said that she reached out to Laura okay. about using her voice yes. to call out Scientology since she left Scientology, but her words didn't go very far. She said... The Daily Beast, she said, listen, I felt responsible because I got so many people into Scientology. Yeah. I promoted it most of my life. Right. And for those of us who were in the public eye and those of us who are in the public eye and who were speaking out loud on behalf of Scientology, getting people into it, I feel we have a responsibility to do the work when we find out that none of those things we were doing was not only right, they weren't helpful, but damaging and harmful to people's lives. And she just said... Not everybody feels that they have a responsibility to be vocal, but I wanted to reach out to Laura because we can, I could help her with this. And she said, Laura, some people don't feel have a responsibility. 
to speak out. Do I respect it? No, not really. All right. Is well, what there, she told the I, Daily I'm, Beast. That makes me glad. Well, she because told the just truth. One year before Scientology, before Laura Prepon said she left Scientology, she was, you know, she'd been very, she was a vocal Scientology yes, person. Yes. But she also might be staying quiet because apparently uh, Laura Prepon. Helped silence one of Don, uh, Danny Masterson's Scientology rape victims. Oh, there you so go. So the Church of Scientology right. has the goods on her. Right. So she's afraid to speak out. Got it. And she's got a two and a one year old. But okay. Leah Remini is kind of fearless. She I, also. Well, I love that. Yeah, she told. Um, um, she told Hoda they were. She was on today and. Um, she said, I'm going, she told her, I'm going back to NYU. She said, I was in a cult most of my life. I missed out on my education. Oh, wow. Why not just go for it? I got accepted. I just, it's the last thing I'm kind of taking back to get educated. So she's starting classes at NYU. I love that. And, I love that. Yeah. And um, she had no idea that her birthday party was the big benefit reveal. Right. And, um, she We're talking it, about Leah Remini. Leah Remini, and when uh, Hoda kept egging Leah on about telling me how do you feel about them, Leah's response was, "Oh, well, it's always about Jennifer, you know." And so she's a very good. For, she doesn't give one yes, 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 way yes. or the other. Uh, you know, she just kind of kept saying, "Well, yeah, I do all these wonderful things, and everyone just wants to ask me about Benifer. I That's hysterical. So yeah, and I love. I was in a cult, and I missed out on my education because she was eleven. Wow. When her mom got her in that. That is just something, isn't it? So, and I think, you know, I think I'm really happy for her because I think when people want an education, and, you know, and, and they want to, whatever your age is, that's a cool thing. I do too. And she probably, I mean, you start Scientology, you're not going to school. No, you aren't. You're not learning mm-hmm. anything except Scientology's voodoo, voodoo, zoodoo, zenu crap. None of it is true. Oh my God. You know? It really, and then TikTokers are having a blast. I gotta see if I still have this. With what? Okay, remember when years ago I got the the Scientology I got from Scientology the questionnaire. Yes. Oh, you have to have it. Oh, I hope I still do. I hope this isn't a file folder. I hope you have it. Anyway, I I don't know. He had the questionnaire. TikTokers are reading this. The questions. You get this uh, questionnaire that is absolutely grand. You can't believe how how cuckoo it is. It's cuckoo. I wish you had it. Do you have it? It's it's called the um, Oxford Capacity Analysis. It has nothing to do with Oxford University. It has like 200 stupid questions, but they're trying to identify if you like... If you took the time to answer all of these, they're trying to identify people who could be vulnerable to their message. Yes. Because embedded in all these questions are they're looking for people who are depressed, who are feeling lonesome. You know, they really are looking for kind of people that are in a vulnerable spot. Well, 100% in a vulnerable spot. But So the TikTokers are reading some of the questions like, how many times a day do you think you blink or do you blink? You know, they're, they're so, they're, <laughs> they're so, so obscure. Yeah, they're so, and but b- embedded in between then are these things right. that they could pick up. And then like, if you, if you took you the time to mail it in, you seem this, they would message that. back right. to you, but they are taking all the ridiculous things right. and 
turning the quiz thing on their head. So once again, the TikTokers are doing, you know, the Lord's work. Oh, gosh. I no, love but it. Because it it's so ridiculous. And people might not realize that that is kind of the first step with Scientology is this Oxford personality profile sure. questionnaire that makes it seem like it's Oxford University. It's nothing. It's just a <laughs> bunch of stupid questions. I got to find it. I got to make a video of it. I will we'll do an find Instagram. It. We'll, do, we'll do an Instagram on it. But they ask you all these really it's we ridiculous. We laughed, we laughed. We talked, but I couldn't believe I got it in my mailbox. No, I know. I and can't. then we were telling people, don't fill this out. You could, you're asking for trouble. Well, 100%. you're asking for losing your money. <laughs> <laughs> just just go to a mosque, a temple, a church, or talk to a friend. Don't go there. Talk Don't go there. Don't yeah. go there. Don't go it's there. Okay. Yeah. When we come back, it's time for the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. Well, Holly, first of all, project down in dirty construction. I'm ready. You're ready. You, you had the ice cream scooping idea. I did. Project Down and Dirty, make your own ice cream flavor. I kind of like that one, too. I thought we were taking over Valley Scare, and we were just going to have, like, a, a like we'd have someone have to do the stage, and someone, you know? Yeah, put on a haunted house. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was, like, all excited about the wigs and stuff. <laughs> you can still wear a wig, Lori. No one's going to tell you not to do that. No, I know. On the construction site, yeah. I was not thinking this at all. Yeah, Project Down and Dirty Construction. I'm totally here for it. I've always wanted to drive a bobcat. Yes. You have? Yes. Really? I can, I can honestly say this has never, ever occurred to me. More like, I'm so glad I don't have to drive a bobcat is my thought. Well, maybe you're going to be able to drive one of those big, huge cranes. Again, you know, it's never been a dream, but okay. (laughs) And scoop it up. (laughs) And you know what? That's my favorite. It's never (laughs) been a dream, but okay, I'm here for it. Well, it's for charity. That's right. It is for charity. And Julia, we had a conversation yesterday off the air where you were like, you would actually probably kind of be into this. I, I like. I kind of think it's going to be fun. Julia might need to do some um, backhoeing at her cabin to put in some. <laughs> do you do know that? Seriously, she does all the quote unquote. Uh, you know what I would make my husband do. I'm Which to, is to be sexist. So I'm sexist, but you I do have a handyman of a man. You can't know, help it. There, I watched a documentary recently, and they were talking with somebody who's a crane operator, and she was talking about how gentle you can be. How skillful you can be when you're picking up things with the giant claws. And- uh, okay, I've done that thing at like bowling alleys. The crane alleys. game with the, the, crane with the, game. With the, with the claws. Uh, I've done that. I'm pretty good at that. I've got a pretty good touch for that. Okay. Do you know how hard that is to get the good toy? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Boy, yeah, you got to get your <laughs> angles right in order to get Lori's that very, Pikachu. Boy, you're going to be good at this because you're good at aiming. You're going to be able to narrow down and... Do uh, Julia, I, I, this is how I feel about it. I feel... Zen about it. I don't feel any pressure. We don't one feel way or the, the anxiety we usually feel. Yeah, I am like, okay, you know, it's not been a dream of mine. But Casey saw it on Shark Tank, and he was like very excited for me. Oh yeah, right. There's not a performance anxiety with this project down no. and dirty in the way that in years past you're like, okay, mm. I don't know what's gonna happen here, but we're gonna have to do it anyways in yeah. front of people. And, right. Yeah. So this a lot of scooping, a yeah. lot of smashing. Did you figure out what the pumpkin meant? I feel like we're going to have like some kind of who can scoop the most pumpkins and bring them across the finish line. Oh, Lori thinks it's like the cotton game from birthday parties with the spoon and the blindfold. You transfer the cotton, pause from one bowl to the other. But we're just going to... I don't really have any idea, but that's all. No, the pumpkins have a meaning. Isn't Tell us... Like, Holly, do you I know? don't know. That's you know, why I, I think asking. I heard from B. Arthur that the pumpkins are going to be... Um, it's whoever can make the tightest turns and get back and forth and drop Lori, off a Lee, pumpkin. Lee, yes. Is that not it? I don't think so. Oh, I think, that would be fun. I think it has something to It'd do with hard. our listeners. Oh, okay. So our listeners can bring pumpkins like of their acts or pumpkins with pictures. Oh, or we'll smash them. Right. Uh, from Halloween or something. there's going to be a million pumpkins available. And I think we're going to smash them. Oh, well, that's for charity. Gonna, that's what I thought. Maybe I am dreaming this up. Who knows? Who knows? Well, that's kind of cathartic. I think that you know, zoos have done that in the past right. where you can name a, a roach after your ex. You're right. You're and right. And then feed it to the bats or something. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'd and like to name my box take... elder bugs after somebody. Yeah, we'll ah. take all the smash pumpkins and give it to the zoo. The zoos, because the animals they love it. Have yeah, it. They have it all their own oh, Lori. Oh, Who is she? <laughs> Yesterday we found out that what we do on the show is we listen through with our, our ears. ears and we talk through our mouth. <laughs> Something like that. Grant, I hear you listening. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, so no, bad. we were like peeing our pants. I'm like, Lori. No, yeah, no, I was having a blonde moment also at this time of the day yesterday. Yes. No, wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. All okay. right, what do you have for what, you? What do you have? Blonde moments at 523. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's right? Yes. Let's talk about this gossip that Ellen Pompeo is serving us on her podcast called Tell Me with Ellen Pompeo. She also had her former co-star Patrick Dempsey as a guest on this episode. Well, she's talking about the dramatic experience that she had on the set of Grey's Anatomy being directed by Denzel Washington. Right. I can't believe she told this story. It I makes herself either. sound so bad. It does. Very much so. So she prefaced this story by saying that Denzel Washington is crazy charismatic and that it was Debbie Allen who decided to bring Denzel Washington on to direct an episode because Debbie Allen apparently was very interested in keeping Ellen Pompeo engaged on the set, keeping her interested in being in Grey's Anatomy. And so they, you know, they were on the set. Denzel Washington directed an emotional scene between her character and a patient who had unintentionally injured her and broken her jaw. And apparently, like, there was hesitancy on the set And that she decided to improvise her character's response to the apology. And then that caused conflict on the set. And he was like, hey, I'm the director. Don't tell him what to do. And she was like, listen, bleep, this is my show. This is my set. 
Who are you telling? You barely know where the bathroom is. Whoa. I can't believe she's telling this story. Like, she's the heroine of the tale. I know. I mean, hello. I mean, he's directing the scene. He's actually the director, and she throws a tantrum. Yeah, because he was like, this wasn't in the dialogue, Ellen. Oh, this boy. Was, it sounds like everybody becomes an a-hole that works on that show, I swear. Well, I think it's because they had to work so many hours a day. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, But why does she... This is the bigger question. She doesn't see anything wrong she, with no, her behavior that terrible. she talked like that okay. to Denzel okay. or first any director. Of all, first of all... Imagine how she talks to the not-named director. She, this if is she all because tonight the, is the 18th season um, premiere of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, it's well, tonight. Okay, well, she, so it was yesterday. How does she have podcast. time to do a podcast, raise her small children, and film twenty hours a day? That's because it's our, everything's been filmed. I don't know, Julia, but she had Patrick Dempsey on, and I didn't. I thought those two had bad blood. No, they made up. Okay, yeah. So anyway, she's if she's that rude to uh, Denzel, think how rude she was to other directors that I didn't have a name. Who's her best friend? Shonda Rhimes. No. Angelina Jolie, your neighbor. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. Oh. Well, Boom. I think that's rude behavior. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she's acting like she's the heroine of that story. Oh, Julia, well, good call. Denzel. She said to him, listen, mother bleeper. Who this says is my that? show. <gasps> this is my set. Who says that? Even yeah. if it's true. Yeah, she said, you know... He is respected. I mean, wow. uh Uh-huh. Now, you know, Ellen Pompeo said of all this, it was an amazing experience. It really was. Okay, now we know why everyone's literally been killed or left that show. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. There's the amazing experience. Yeah. (laughs) Passionate and fiery. She went on to say on the podcast, well, that's actors for you. And that's where you get the magic, and that's where you get the good stuff. He did. She closed it with that. I'm like, wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about the Super Bowl halftime. I know Grant mentioned yes. this at the top of the hour. I'm so excited. Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre are going to be the Super Bowl halftime performers. Yes. Uh, they're coming right out of Inglewood, California, Sunday, February 13th. This is Jay-Z's imprints all over because he works with them. But I like, we even had like a good grouping of all stars. Yes. And we're going to each I'm of them. I'm excited for that. Same. I think it's going to be really fun. It's yeah. going to be an old school flashback too. Yeah. And lots of hometown performers. Dr. Yeah. Dre, Snoop Jar- right. Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, all from, from Los LA. Angeles. Yeah. Mary so Jane Blige fun. can be singing a fa- family affair. Oh, oh, you know she's going to be oh, singing that song. Oh, you know she's going to do that. Yes. Oh, it's going to be so good. All right. Well, that's the dirt today. Thanks, Holly. All right, guys. Let's take a look at your My Talk. Here, here is... This is a wild one today, you guys. This is absolutely wild. Okay. Okay. This theory. All right. Which has been basically tested, studied. This is from, uh, uh, this is out of Austria. Scientists in Austria basically said that the COVID lockdown was a live social experiment revealing how men and women behave during pandemics well duh yeah i know that's what what's happening right but okay okay but the way they get their information about this is very interesting because we have known from other research that when it comes to a crisis that women and men um you know behave differently right okay okay fair so um 
Anyway, but they wanted to see, like, we've never, the scientists who study this kind of stuff, they were very excited about this to have, because we haven't had a pandemic since 1918. Sure. You know. So they were excited that they have something new to study. That's right. And they they wanted to see, you know, and how they can, it's wild how they monitored people. And basically they got anonymous phone data from a major Austrian internet service provider to see what people's social mobility was. And also phone anonymous, like the phone, like how long they could look at what phone numbers people were calling. So, you know, this kind of makes the, like you realize the privacy thing, you're like, well, but they said it was all anonymous and it was, they said it was a population worldwide experiment. And so they looked at, um, Oh, my God. Thousands and thousands of phone calls. And this is what they found. That women tend to make, that we made significantly longer phone calls to people than guys did. And uh, that we followed government measures more closely than men. And they could find out what people were saying on their social media is how they did it. And men were less likely to accept restrictions in lockdown and they returned to normal much more quickly than women. And it was the complexity science hub at the university of Vienna that did this and they noticed it. And it was, they looked at the data from 1.2 million people just in Austria. Wow. Between February and June of, um, 2020 of 20, this year. Oh, 2021. Yeah. And, um, they, what else did they say? They said, interestingly, people talked to fewer people than usual, but they spoke longer. And I do think that that was kind of something you didn't make time for people that you were really, really, really like not that into. No, you spoke to your, your close family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, the longer phone calls were very much happening more in February, March and into April. Yes. And uh, women were talking to people like two times longer than guys and men just returned. uh, They're like the reason why they like this study is that they don't have to do these large surveys and remember people's memories to get like this kind of information. Okay. So anyway, that's just, uh, yeah, men are more ready to move on. Women rely on more th- their friends more, and we'll talk to them longer. None, none that, of this, but none of that's surprising. surprising but, but, but it's yeah, a it live is. social experiment right. that they had what they consider real time. Right. Isn't that cool that they? Act, I mean, as crazy as it was and terrible and everything, but to get the opportunity to perform this live. Experiment. But the fact that they can get that much anonymous mobile data and internet data is like a really, creepy. yeah, you know, but. They're watching all the time anyway. Anyway, it's too late. We can't put the genie back in the bottle or whatever, the cork in the hole, whatever that saying is. (laughs) I like the genie in the bottle. Okay, Okay, uh, this is the cork in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) That old thing. Oh, Oh, you know. Uh uh, If you see see this, because this is not a laughing matter. If people have restless leg syndrome. Okay. Oh, I know people who have it, and they hate it. It keeps you up all night. Yeah, it you does. You can't sleep. Yep. It's a horrible, horrible yep. thing, and it's a neurological thing. Right. Well, there's a new thing out there called RAS, and it's a neurological uh, 
They're finding it. It's a neurological side effect of having COVID. <laughs> okay, what is it? It's what is RAS? Not a, it's not restless leg syndrome, but it's, it's restless, RAS. Restless bottom syndrome? Fanny syndrome? Restless anal syndrome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is. It was now, so, I've not heard from no, any of my right. friends. Because no. I've heard the ones that can't get the energy back, the breathing. I only know two people who have had COVID. Do I not know that many people or what? Oh, well, wow. this is the... Okay, yeah. now the truth comes out. Now, do you want <laughs> me to tell you the theory of why your friends friends are so small? Yeah. Such a little group? No. I don't know, but I, I do know... Well, people are not going to volunteer that they very... have a restless anus. <laughs> no, but I have two. <laughs> That's a I theory I can put in the bank. I actually have two very good friends who got it like the very last month before we got vaccinated. Yeah, okay. And and they both have struggled to get back their respiratory strength. Oh, that's not good. That was the one that oh, they yeah, struggled you know with. My two buddies, my guy buddies at the gym. Yeah, that's... They can't taste. And oh, it's been, still? It's been like, like since... Yeah, I know it's someone... It's been a long time. Yeah. And they yeah. they don't like it. They but so it really this stinks. restless anus anus does it mean anal. you have gas or you have the poops all the time or you just are a sprayer or what Listen, does this mean? There's a such sprayer. a shock wave. Uh, your <laughs> just, descriptions, good lord. I mean, but is this really how? What percentage of people have this? Listen, COVID nineteen has such a shock wave of different side effects, it and does. since it's new, they're trying to keep up on all of the things. But taste, smell, brain fog, respiratory numbness—those are the main ones. Right. Those are the most prevalent. This, I think, is just gets to happen to a special few people. Right. But restless um, anal syndrome, Julia, just means that um, you're constantly feeling like you have to poop. Yes, but everything is right at the porthole. Right. So that's that's like a danger <laughs> mode. Like, okay, but then you go and sit down and there's nothing happening, but the right. feeling is there. You know, oh. the, the boy is bobbing in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> the portal. You know, but you go to sit down and nothing's happening. And so you have this restless anus. <laughs> it's just constantly like your restless leg. Twitching. Oh Twitching. And when so you kind of have to do like kegels for your butthole. No, there it's like. <laughs> well, that would be what I would say. With the restless. Squeeze, think squeeze. about when people, three million people suffer from restless, restless leg, okay? Oh, I your think leg, it's higher than that. Uh, well, that, that's. Lori, that might it, be three million from this. It's about three million wow. people. I know. It, you I can, know too. You, it can happen in an arm and a face, but it's it's the leg and there's stuff. But you can't stop it from happening. So to have restless anal syndrome, otherwise known what as what percentage rest, of people have? we don't have that? But this is this is a reason to get vaccinated right there. The possibility that you could get RAS, RAS, <laughs> right? And ha- no, that's a horrible feeling to feel oh. like it's Hor- right there. Horrible. You're gonna go. Horrible. And then you can't, and, and then, then you're just never satisfied. So everything right. is a false alarm. This is my. Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> no, this would be. This is everyone's nightmare. Yeah, no, this wrath is not something to be. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it either. And it's. Uh, it was first discovered in Japan. They got enough people. With rats. With rats. And it's not a rash on your roof. No, no, it's the restless <laughs> anal syndrome. It has a name now. So if you've only so lost- if you know someone who has COVID, you would just ask them, "Are you having the rash side effect?" <laughs> It'd be a good. My theory is people are conversation not- opener. Yeah, this is this is a 
People are embarrassed about pooping in their butts. That's a theory you can also take to the bank. Well, of they course are. they are. And they then are. on top of that, to have this, this sounds Even though we dreadful. all poop. Everybody you know, poops. There's everybody a book poops about and it. everybody has had that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm gonna, am I going to make it to yeah. the everybody bathroom? Does. The closer you get to the bathroom, the more you got to go. Here's a theory yeah. from my stepfather. Okay? Oh dear. My dear Steve Victor. Yeah. He told me his theory, every man... Poops his pants at least once in his life, if not twice or three times. He said, no man, well, no grown-up man, you know, not. You can't trust the fart after 40. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. that's when it turns into a shirt. Yeah, yeah, you can't trust the fart after but 40. But he's just like, yeah. I never can grant. Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. 36. Oh, so you, you got a couple or four more years. <laughs> I got a few more pops before oh I have God. a problem. This has been a crazy theory day. All right, we'll be right back. Well, you know, I mean, it is a lot of... You might as well wear a a wig because we're going to be wearing plastic helmets. Which I think we should get pink ones and just order them, like... Go for it, Lori. Or doll up yourself. Get a little yeah, paint. Yeah, we could do a little vajazzle. A little, little jazzle, yeah. I, then let's have nipple herd hats. Yes! Oh, gosh. Genius. <laughs> okay. Julia. <laughs> Jeez. That is a craft project I could get behind. You could? <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of Baby Got Brown. I I know. You might have the perky and pink, but I've got Baby Got Brown. Yeah, I got right. some Baby Got Brown. She gave me some Baby Got them. Brown for Lily. I did. That's her skin tone. So well, because everyone yeah. needs to see them every once in a while. All right, yeah. so here's what's happening on TV tonight. If people are just... It's Thursday, by the way, if you forgot what day it is. I have a date with Billy Bob Thornton and my husband. Goliath. Goliath. All right. Grey's Anatomy is kicking off their 18th season, and who is going going to be a guest tonight peter know. gallagher who you like grant he's on everything yes he's, he's but everything. listen to what he's playing okay he is a guest as a minnesota neurosurgeon who approaches meredith's character ellen pompeo oh. with an invitation that conjures memory of her celebrated but notoriously critical mother so Kate Burden is coming back she's an amazing actress mm-hmm. she's yes. so good in that she, the show, the crazy show that I just watched, Doctor Sleep, the third season of Doctor Sleep. What is that? Uh, that's that's a Stephen King. Oh, um, oh, that's an epic show. It's, but it would have been- or no, not Doctor Sleep, Mister Mercedes. Excuse yes. me, that's the show. What show station is that again? Peacock. Oh, mm-hmm. and you just have commercials. Yeah, maybe a minute, but then you can go get a snack or get the laundry. I kind of like it because they tell you how long the commercial is going to be. Yeah, you've got two. I don't like, mind it. And you need to finish Nine Perfect Strangers or Eight Perfect Strangers. I will. It's so good. I will finish I loved, that before tomorrow's show because I'm uh, like behind yeah, on that one. The Big Sky happened. comes back tonight. Oh. That we liked on ABC, yes. and then um, CBS is doing a primetime retrospective on the golden anniversary of The Price Is Right. So if you oh. want to look back at some of those old shows. I do. I always have... wanted to be one of those showcase gals. Oh, yeah. Behind door number here. Yeah. And for you, your showcase starts with a camper. Yeah, that, the price is right. I have this vivid memory. So my family moves back from, from the Philippines. Oh, no, the, the Philippines. Philippines. So I'm like going into third grade. And we flew to California because my dad had shipped I guess we had a station wagon in the Philippines and shipped the car just okay. to LA. We flew and then we cross country, you know, back yeah. to Duluth. Sure. My dad got stationed in Duluth. But my mom and dad were super cool and they took us to Anaheim first. Now we've been in the Philippines for two years living in a 
another country, you know. I forgot you lived there, too. Yeah, just, you know, there's, it's, you're in the Philippines, you know, and you're just like, so we, like, thought we died and gone to heaven. So we go to Disneyland. I have the most vivid memories, because that's like the perfect age. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small world and all of that, but the other thing besides the pool, jumping and playing in the pool, Mm was sitting cross-legged on the bed and watching The Price is Right. <laughs> it came out in the morning. It was a game show. They were speaking English. Oh, yeah. Okay. We hadn't seen, you know, any cartoons or it's all Filipino, you right. know, whatever that was. Right. Singing shows, wrestling, kickboxing, right. all this stuff. So I, we, we were like, and Enamored. so my two sisters, especially my sister, who's just a year younger, we always have the fondest of memories of the price, the price is right because it was dazzling. Oh, it's it was, it as, was dazzling dazzling. as Disneyland to my eyes. Okay, that's hysterical, Lori. <laughs> that's pretty damn dazzling. Yeah. yeah, but it really was like it had all the bells and whistles oh, and Bob Barker and, and the, yeah. the ladies oh, and the I prices. Just loved their outfits and their hands. It, it really cemented a lifelong love of. Then I just watched every game show in the seventies. Yeah, basically there I were so them. many good ones. That, that was our way of... I love scream shows. And that, there were only three channels. No, I know. So everybody was watching the same stuff at the same time. Right. Not a lot of not a lot of options back then. No, huh? my God. I don't think my mom and dad ever put on channel two. Oh, really? I don't think so. Oh. No. I, you know, my parents yeah. were younger than your parents. Yeah, they too. were. Yeah. <laughs> like teenage parents. You they, did? Oh. They, yeah, they were my, 24 my, and 25. Yeah. No, they had her when she was 17. Yeah, oh, that's my why. parents are literally teenage parents. That's why that book the other day about the teenage parent right. really struck with me the, the night she disappeared. Yes. Because I never... Lisa Jewell. Yeah, I guess I kind of like never really thought about how, thought about how much sacrifice that is to be a teenager, cool. join the military, get right. married... And have kids, and it was just like you know, people do it. They and they still do it, and they do it. But I never thought about my parents sure. and like, wow, they, they had were to grow kids up. themselves. Yeah, they had to grow up pretty fast, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you're still wild. The mom oh, yeah. isn't. My mom wasn't because she had like three kids by the time she's 21. But I, I think you know, my dad, he was wild. Yeah, well, yeah. Take, takes a little time to get that idea. Yeah, oh no, my it, gosh, a decade. Yeah, at least. So yeah. that just really, I, I've got to talk to both my parents about that and just like really, you know, just thank them. Gosh, you and know? they're so young. You grew up and they're so young. Yeah. And so I just said, yeah. oh, I'm going to be a mess when they go, Julie. I've been with them so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's well, you've me. been with them the same amount of years that we all have been with ours. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm yours just, saying, just were younger. Yes, that's what I mean. But we that's all have the same amount of years. Well, not really. If your parents are 17 but when Lori, you're born, then based on your it's age. like Michael Douglas, you know, he was flipping 76 and his dad died at 102. I'm just saying the length of years. Yes. It's a lot. You know, my you gosh. Later in life, yes, you get to experience guys. your parents. Like me, yeah, my yes. parents had me when they were in their late 30s. So right. I'll be, when I'm in, when I'm your age, I guarantee you my parents will not be around. Right. Yeah, you know, no, so I'm you're just, very lucky no, that get you get that. That's yeah. what I'm saying, I, I the that. luck of that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone gets the same length of time. I'm well, like, I'm my friend saying, Barb lost her dad well, when I'm she just, was in college. All I was thinking is that 
I get where you're coming from. Thank Julia. you. We've based had on ten thousand blonde moments. It's like we've been constructed on the head by excavation we hit, equipment. We were hit by a by just learning about this project down and dirty, oh. which we feel very zen about. Today's good. Yes, totally, totally, zen. really relaxed. I'm going to really concentrate on having a really good, you know, sandbox outfit every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. a purpose for me All that right, I can I'm sink my so... teeth into. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grant. Everybody have a great night. Job done. Off you go.